0: Across from me in the small Russian hospital second-floor gathering area, a man with a wooden peg tied to his leg at the knee sat listening quietly. He was a World War II vet. He had missing fingers and a black patch across one eye socket. He looked exactly like you'd expect an old pirate to look. When I paused, he began to talk. Does your government help its veterans? Yes, I responded. Well, mine doesn't. Look at what they did to me. Then the conversation got even more interesting. It's something that I've seen in many parts of the world. People trying to understand why they've been treated the way they have. And you'd also be surprised how many of them are happier than most of the Americans I've ever seen. Thanks for joining in today's Life Journeys podcast. I'm Terry Hardtica sharing with you the stories of men and women who are learning how to make sense out of their hard times. Most of the stories, historical foundations, and teaching background in the Bible is written on a canvas of human suffering, trials, and challenges. I think it has a lot to say about why we go through the things that we do and how to overcome it. If biblical truth is shared anywhere, it needs to be squarely in the arena of human suffering and not just within our nicely appointed church sanctuaries. That's exactly where Jesus shared much of his word. I've had the privilege of going to Russia on several occasions, and most every day has been literally filled with experiencing the hard lives that people have, past and present. On this day, We were in a small local hospital. After I told the elderly fellow about our U.S. veterans and the old woman next to me leaned in close. She had the familiar garb on, a long, tattered dress and a scarf around her head. Her eyes hung low with a mixture of suffering and peaceful resolve. She spoke softly. During the war, I was captured by the Nazis and spent years in one of their prisons. It was there that I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I was treated very badly. Then when I was released and came home, I was rejected by my own countrymen, for it was considered a shame to be captured by the Germans. I guess I should have fought to the death, but I never gave up my hope in Jesus. I was shaken by the determination of someone who'd been to the depths of hell on earth, yet she never gave up. That morning, everyone in the room and standing in the halls indicated their desire to accept this Jesus. Paul said in 2 Corinthians four eight, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed if you've ever met someone who has suffered greatly and not given into hatred bitterness or despair you know you've found someone who has the faith to love you through anything paul was one of those many people who've greatly struggled in squalor are some of the most peaceful gracious and loving people in the world They've never bought it into that victim's mentality that you so often see in people who are constantly demanding their rights. Paul says, So then death works in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit, according as it is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. He says in this chapter that we walk by faith, not by sight. He didn't walk by the past, and he refused to be controlled by the ill-treatment done to him. Beaten, robbed, forsaken, and persecuted by his own countrymen, imprisoned, and shipwrecked. In all these things, Paul would say we are more than conquerors. He didn't walk by what he saw, felt, heard, or experienced. He walked by faith. That's what moved him. He says, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might, through thanksgiving, rebound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. One night in Russia I found myself in a grand old auditorium preaching the gospel. Lining the back wall of the main floor in the balcony were Arminian gangsters taunting the crowd and inciting them. It felt like a war, but I determined to ignore what I saw and heard and just preached. And you know what? When I gave an invitation to come forward, that altar was packed to overflowing. They would not be determined because they saw that we were not afraid. Did you notice? Paul said, all things are for your sakes. He ignored his own estate. His concern was for others. In America, many of you who have been mistreated, abused, and discriminated against, this was for you too. When you say you believe in Jesus, stop worrying about your liberty and fight for the liberty of someone else. Your suffering is not about you. It's a parchment upon which God wants to show the world. See, if I can take care of him, I can take care of you. All things that I've gone through are for you, not me. Too often people cower in fear in the despair of a victim's mentality, just like ancient Israel's army being taunted by Goliath. But this is your occasion to rise up. Take the weapons of faith and go and love the darkness out of your enemy. Satan loves to see you react to oppression instead of walking by faith and loving the oppressor to life. Walk by faith and stop being intimidated. Paul then says, We look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The devil wants you to hate, to be afraid, and to nurse your hurts. I've literally seen people living on dumps, living in tar paper shacks, I mean, a whole community in Mexico City that lives on a dump. And they even have a school there. All the things you fear could come upon you. And you know what? They're happier than most Americans are. That's what Christ can do for anyone. Stop defending yourself and trust in Christ. You will be free when you turn your trials into platters of grace and courage as vessels of God's love.